Hello everyone, my name is Franz Hillul. This is part two of a three-part series. For today's podcast, podcast number two, I'm going to be talking about the next three of my ten tips on creative writing. This is on behalf of Happy London Press and the short story competition hi2020.co.uk. As I said, this is the second of three podcasts in which I share hints and tips for writing short stories. In the first podcast, I dealt with the question, what is a story? In this podcast, I shall ask the question, why write a story? Also, in podcast one, I shared the first three of my ten tips on creative writing. These were, one, your source material is you, two, a journal harvests your imagination, three, allow the flow, as well as the overriding Latin phrase, in media res. As you know, that means get on with it. In this podcast, I shall share the next three of my tips on creative writing. But now, back to the question, why write a story? I touched on this briefly in podcast one. To write a story or novel or play, there are various elements that you must keep in mind. For instance, consider the following seven elements. Element number one. You must have something important, stimulating, exciting or thought-provoking to say that will interest and hold the attention of your reader. Perhaps something with a moral, as in a fable, or with a lesson to be learnt, as in a cautionary tale. It must be well written in an attractive style. More on this in podcast 3. It must not, as far as possible, be derivative. That is, it must not be imitative or plagiaristic. As the saying goes, there is nothing new under the sun. On the other hand, as the poet Ezra Pound said, make it new. Any story will have characters, even if under the guise of animals, such as in Aesop's fables. However, they must be believable, as if they were real people and, and have true-to-life, if unusual, personalities. Number five, the main character at least if not all the characters, should be, to some degree, identify. As a reader will share vicariously the experiences of these individuals, a writer would wish their reader to care about what happens to them. Element number six. In this respect, it is important for the writer to immerse themselves in the inner life of the characters they are creating. What drives a particular character? What motivates them to take a particular action or make a particular choice. Element number seven. I use the word protagonist to refer to a character who drives the plot, drives the action. This could be caused by an internal conflict within the protagonist. Note here Shakespeare's use of the fatal flaw of some of his tragic heroes, King Lear, Hamlet and Macbeth, to name just three. A conflict that drives a protagonist might also be one into which they are born, one that they uncover or discover, or one into which they, perhaps accidentally, are thrown. If I may refer to Shakespeare again, in Twelfth Night, Act 2, Scene 5, 
Malvolio is reading a letter. The letter is actually written by Maria, or Maria, as she's often called. Malvolio not only believes it is written by Olivia, but also believes that it is intended for him. He utters the following words. Be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and others have greatness thrust upon them. Just substitute conflict for greatness. And of course, conflict can be between protagonists. This brings me to the art of characterization. This was a focus of one of my workshops, namely creating believable characters in fiction. For this, I came up with an acronym, DEAD, with an S at the end. D-A-R-E-D, with an S at the end, all in capital letters except for the final S. The word DEAD, as in I dared her to smash the Ming vase, is easy enough to remember. Then just put an S at the end, as if you are making the word plural. This is what the acronym D-A-R-E-D, small s, means. D is for description, physical features and possessions. Obviously, there should be some sort of objective depiction of a character. Adding an account of some of their possessions also gives an indication of their personality. A is for action, what a character does. The deeds of a character are an indication of their nature. R is for reactions, responses, to, by the character. These can also suggest facets of personality. E is for evolve, change, develop, contrast, contradict. As in life, a character is not static. The second D is for dialogue, speech, stream of consciousness, what, say or think. What a character says or thinks is usually highly significant. See below, significant dialogue. And finally, the small s is for show, don't tell. Author's method and narrative style. This is a piece of advice that is also regarded as accepted wisdom. In the workshop that I mentioned, I use the following extract from Charles Dickens' Great Expectations, Volume 1, Chapter 1, Paragraph 4. Hold your noise, cried a terrible voice, as a man started up among the graves at the side of the church porch. Keep still, you little devil, or I'll cut your throat. A fearful man, all in coarse grey, with a great iron on his leg, a man with no hat and with broken shoes and with an old rag tied round his head, a man who had been soaked in water and smothered in mud and lamed by stones and cut by flints and stung by nettles and torn by briars, who limped and shivered and glared and growled and whose teeth chattered in his head as he seized me by the chin. Oh, don't cut my throat, sir, I pleaded in terror. Pray, don't do it, sir. Tell us your name, said the man. Quick. Pip, sir. Once more, said the man, staring at me. Give it mouth. Pip. Pip, sir. Show us where you live, said the man. Paint out the place. I pointed to where our village lay, on the flat inshore, among the alder trees and pollards, a mile or so from the church. The man, after looking at me for a moment, turned me upside down and emptied my pockets. There was nothing in them but a piece of bread. When the church came to itself, for he was so sudden and strong 
that he made it go head over heels before me, and I saw the steeple under my feet. When the church came to itself, I say, I was seated on a high tombstone, trembling while he ate the bread ravenously. If you find this section for yourself in Great Expectations, you will see that Dickens, in this short segment, uses nearly all of the acronym D-A-R-E-D, small s. Clever Dickens. Now for the next three of my ten tips on creative writing. These are four, pivotal point. Five, significant dialogue. Six, context, text, subtext. Let's start with number four, pivotal point. In any work of fiction, there's likely to be a point where everything changes, a point where events take a sudden, perhaps unexpected or surprising turn. If you are familiar with the play Sleuth by Anthony Schaffer, you will know exactly what I mean. A pivotal point greatly adds to the interest of a story. It engages the reader in a new way, as surprises often will. Here is an example from one of my short stories. The title is Dice. It is no crime to be guiltless of an undone deed. Hmm, I see. So what is the deed, which I presume you never did, that you feel no remorse about? Well, I've never told anyone except my dad. Funny thing was, he didn't chide me about it, but just said, good that you didn't do it but not so good that you thought about it. So, what was it that you didn't do? Well, we were playing, my friend Daniel and me, a game with dice at his house. Well, his mum called him and he got up. I needed a double six, but I only got a three and a four. When he came back, we carried on, and I won anyway. But, and I still feel awful about this, I was going to cheat and lie to my best friend. I don't know what stopped me. Mm, I see. So take about anyway for not cheating. Millions would have done, maybe even me. They left their empty coffee cups and walked out to the cafe, one appearing to be in tow behind the other. That night, in his flat, he put on his bathrobe and looked in the mirror above the marble basin. His gin and tonic were waiting for him on the 18th century French dresser, a regular nighttime luxury. His reflection glared back at him. Murderer, spawn of darkness, traitor. The knife on his bedside table gleamed, bloodless. Note that in this story, the pivotal point comes right at the end. In fact, it's the very last word, bloodless. It causes the reader to ask, why that word at the very end? It sets imagination along another unexpected track. A pivotal point can come right at the beginning, in the middle, at the end, in fact, anywhere at all. It's the skill of the writer that determines where the pivotal point emerges. Now to number five, significant dialogue. The story Dice that I just read also serves as a good example of significant dialogue, as well as pivotal point. The dialogue is important as it introduces the theme of the story straight away and illuminates the inner life of the central protagonist. You might remember number six mentioned earlier. It is important for the writer to immerse themselves 
in the inner life of the characters they are creating. Finally, let's look at number six. Context, text, subtext. Text refers to the actual words on the page, what is actually written. Context is the environment, the situation, the setting in which the story takes place. Subtext is reading between the lines, that which is unsaid but implied frequently by silence or omission, sometimes by tone. Subtext is usually employed in dialogue to suggest an underlying idea or emotion. It's important to be aware, when engaged in writing fiction, of all three of these, context, text and subtext. So, to summarise, I considered the question, why write a story? And listed seven elements. Then I considered the subject of characterization, leading to the topic, creating believable characters in fiction. This entailed an explanation of the acronym D-A-R-E-D, small s, dead, s. Finally, I shared with you the next three of my ten tips on creative writing. These were, number four, Pivotal point, number five, significant dialogue, number six, context, text, subtext. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed podcast number two. My name is Franz Elul. I teach a creative writing course at Wickham Arts Centre. My email address is all lowercase, francelul at gmail.com. I'll spell that, F-R-A-N-C-E dot E. L L U L at gmail.com. Please do get in touch for details. In the third and final podcast of this series, I'll share the remaining four tips on creative writing, as well as contemplating further aspects of the art of story writing. See you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>